2: and gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports ring talk live worldwide brought to you by the wbc the world boxing council
3: it is absolutely necessary that we all get together we work together we respect each other we like and love each other
2: and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I'm getting tired of people running from me in
4: the ring. Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a
5: man and fight a real fighter.
4: Pedro Fernandez, Damacy Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California, for another edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so gracious and humble host. Of course, I'm also an award-winning writer and a four-time Golden Glove champion. So supposedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But I've always found out the average fan has an insight I don't have. So if you'd like to give me a call on the toll-free, you can. The toll-free num- number here, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, you can hit us up on the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. Don't have to come on the air. Drop your opinion. Four one five two seven five one six one three. That's right. The studio text line once again. Four one five two seven five one six one three. Of course, Devin Haney, a winner last night over Jorge Linares, but he shows some some chinks in his armor. I thought we'll talk about that, and Devin, will hear from Devin Haney, Jorge Linares as well, of course. The uh, battle for the WBC Lightweight Championship, or a portion of the WBC Lightweight Championship, we'll talk with WBC President Mauricio Suleiman at about 20 minutes past the hour here in hour number one of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Hour number two, we'll bring in, of course, the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. Spend some time with Larry Merchant and... Primetime Eddie Croft, boxing trainer extraordinaire from San Mateo, California, former WBC regional 122-pound champion. He will be here an hour number two as well. So open phone lines once again all around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's one 800 878 Or the once again, the guilt-free no commitment text line, 415-275-1613. That's 415 275 1613 And in all of that, Nonito Donaire stole the show. Without a doubt, he was the king of the night. Props to the king, Nonito Donaire. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV.
6: I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com.
2: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: Check it, 12 minutes past the hour, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We are minutes away from WBC President Mauricio Suleiman, of course, one hour away from the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant, and of course... Prime time Eddie Croft. I love to bring Eddie because Eddie is a former fighter who got out at a time uh, where he still got everything going on. I and mean, he's one of the best trainers going in the business, no doubt about that. So we'll hear from trainer extraordinaire and former WBC regional champion Eddie Croft in hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Well, straight up last night you got to give it to Nonito Donair. What can I say? We'll start it off with that. Of course, a kid from San Leandro, California, Newark, California, wherever he's living over there across the bay. But the bottom line is he's now 41-6, 26 skills. Records knockout number 26 when he stops Nordin Ubali in the fourth round. I mean, I don't want to say the guy was a French pastry, but that sort of sounds appropriate. The bottom line is he came in a three-to-one favorite, and Donaire just took him apart. In fact, when I think when Donaire hit, hurt him early in that fight, dropped him a couple times around number three, when he hurt him, I think he you know, Donaire was probably the most surprised guy of the night, without a doubt. But he jumped on him with both feet, and God bless him, uh, the WBC bantamweight champion is Nonito Donaire, the Filipino flash course, the guy that I talked about peaking on that magic day in 2007, July 7, 2007, 7, 7, 7 Bottom line is he knocked out Victor Arcinian that day for the Flyweight Championship in defense of the Flyweight Championship, so I thought that maybe that was his peak 14 years ago. Well, guess what? 14 years later, he surprises me. He surprises the odds makers. He was a 3 to one underdog. Props to Nonito We Hope to get him on the show in the near future. Now, we take it, of course, to uh the big fight last night, or a bigger fight last night. The WBC lightweight title was on the line, at least a version of it. Uh, uh, the kid from San Francisco. What can I say about him? Other than that, he's still undefeated. Twenty six, 0 Devin Haney, of course, won by scores of one sixteen, one twelve twice. That's eight to four rounds, and one fifteen, one thirteen once that's seven to five rounds. Bottom line is, Jorge Linares. Uh I said he had no chance. What do you say he had? He had two chances, Slim and none, and Slim just left town. Well, guess what? Last night, he put up a decent effort, and in my opinion, in my opinion, I think that he showed that Devin Haney's got a bit of a chin problem. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we bring in both my guests. But straight up, here's Devin Haney post-fight.
7: I think that, you know, there's no, the the great thing about this situation is there is no network problems. That's that's generally an excuse as to why a fight can't get made. So there are no excuses. So if, if Al Heyman wants to make an offer to us and Bill and Devin to fight Tank on pay-per-view, no problem. It's a massive pay-per-view fight. You know, if someone wants an offer from us, a sizable offer to do it on his no problem. So I think he's in such a great position because there are really no excuses as to why one of those fights shouldn't happen. And that's when I talked earlier about how I feel you guys gave Ryan Garcia a huge pass because where's the excuse for that one? Same network, mandatory challenger. And it was just like, no, that's just not going to happen. Why? Why not? I think there needs to be, people need to be more accountable if those kind of fights don't happen. So now, tank, TFEMO that's not excuse. Who
8: do you think Devin is the best of the thirty? Uh, other than yourself, who's the best opponent for you at thirty-five? Is it Teo,
9: or is there somebody else you think is better? Um,
10: all those guys are, good, are good. You know, I can't, I can't just sit here and just lie to the, to the media and not lie to the fans and say that all those guys aren't good. I promise um, you, I think all those guys are good, and all of them will would be a, a huge fight. But uh, I really want belts right now. Uh, I want to become the undisputed heavyweight like champion of the world. So I mean, the, the one that I will want the most is to you.
4: Teofimo Lopez, of course, the uh, reigning world lightweight champion, WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, all that kind of good stuff. All the belts, bottom line is the linear champion, of course, the franchise champion as well at 135 pounds. He will defend his title, of course, next month, June 19th, I believe, in uh, Miami, Florida against George Kambosos. of course, coming to us from undefeated from down under in Australia. That should be a good fight. But the bottom line is Teal is king at 135 pounds. And in my opinion, Devin Haney's stock value dropped last night. What do I mean by that is he got caught a couple times and he didn't react as well as I thought he should have, especially walking back to that corner one time. In fact, Linares, you know, you're the opponent in a fight. And I've said this a thousand times on this show, a million times maybe, when you're the opponent. You're not supposed to win. So you get this little chance to win, and then you've got to jump all over with both feet and hands and everything you got. And the bottom line is, Linares didn't uh, see the urgency last night. He talked about this post-fight. Bottom line is, here's Jorge, post-fight.
5: Here we are with Jorge Linares after his uh, tough fight with Devin Haney. You almost had him, Jorge. You yeah. You had him really, really hurt. But you know, the, the, I I I know very well. I lose the the, the 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 first round to still to fight. I lose because you know it's the inactivity. I was so tired because I was thinking only the block block block, yeah. and then when I gave the chance, yes. uh, give it to him punch, you know, combination and everything like that because I have more punch yeah. than him. But re- the referee was a little a little intense, mm-hmm. and and then. After sixth round, I gave the chance to give to, to him a lot of punch. The ninth round, I have a big chance. When he come back to the, to the ring, he was so bad. And then he come to only click me. And oh, click, click, yeah. click, click, yeah. So, and the referee was more intense. I was thinking he want to take one point, mm-hmm. one pointer, you know. But, you know, boxing is like that. I was good. I, uh, I'm, very, uh, I'm very happy with, with my job. But you know la inactividad es muy fuerte inactivity is very yeah, hard son 16 meses sin pelear y por más que sea siempre siempre me, me, me afectó and it affected him a lot y cuando comencé a golpearlo comenzó a agarrarse y el referee también estaba un poquito estaba fastidioso pensé que me iba a quitar puntos I thought the ref was going to take points from uh, me because you know but you know boxing is like that so if I tell I tell, him, I tell to, to Golden Boy give it to me the, the opportunity again for rematch he don't want to do that hundred percent he don't want how did Devin feel in there? How was the jab? His, no, he was, he was fast. He was, a lot with no, jab. he was fast. He was fast, but I didn't feel his punch. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel his punch. Mm-hmm. He had only go, whisper. Yes, whisper, but only that. Mm-hmm. What was what else was difficult in the fight for you? you think? His style It's a little difficult mm-hmm. because he going always uh, back, 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 and then click.
4: Another example of the uh, apple not falling very close to the tree is Shane Mosley Jr. Of course, the son of Shane Mosley Sr., the former lightweight champion, of course, won some titles at welterweight as well. But the bottom line is he was king at 135, maybe one of the best ever at 135. But Shane Mosley Jr. now 17 and three. Um, a majority decision loser to guess who? A guy from across the pond. I thought it was sort of cool. Jason Quigley. The guy talks with a big British accent. So it's a couple second week in a row in which we've had a Brit prevailing on television. Of course, Josh Taylor capturing the, the world 140 pound championship last week with a unanimous. I mean, Josh Taylor just looks so good. You got to give it to Josh. I mean, Josh has to be fighter of the month without a doubt, but Jason Quigley 19-1 uh, now with, uh, he lost that one fight by stoppage 14 kales props to him, a unanimous, to take that majority winner over Shane Mosley Jr. scores were 95-95, uh, that makes a majority one score, one judge calls it even and then one, one had it 97-93 the other had it 96-94, of course Aaron Pryor Jr., Fernando Vargas uh, Jr., I can go on and on, but you know, these guys just can't you can't live up to the fact that you, you can't live up to your father's legend, I mean, who Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., the poor guy, he's a pretty good little guy. I mean, people talk about his, his intestinal fortitude and he's got, he lacks this and he lacks that. But you know, he was a WBC middleweight title holder at one point in time and he did earn that. So JC Jr. could fight at one time when his dedication was there. But then again, you know, you've got a guy that's not living in a railroad car like his father. I mean, think about that. Julio Sr. lived in a railroad car in Tijuana. That's, what, that's where he was doing four and six round fights. He was living in a railroad car. They had a bed in a railroad car. I kid you not. A railroad car. Like on a train track. I kid you. And I kid you not. So anyway, that's where he came from. The kids living in mansions. I mean, how do you get hungry living in matches? You just couldn't do it. So, Julio Cesar Chavez this week calling for a Canelo rematch. You know, I think he's, I think it's good for him to talk a good game. And his father, of course, one of the greatest, if not the greatest fighter in all Mexico history. In fact, who was the greatest fighter in Mexico? Think about that. Was it Salvador Sanchez? People like to say Salvador Sanchez. I think he went 41 and 1 or something like that before losing in, uh, losing his life in that auto accident, of course, back in 1982. But was he the greatest or was this the guy that, since he died early, that they consider him great. Well, think about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next up, WBC President Mauricio Suleiman. I almost said Jose Suleiman again, damn it. You are. I, anyway, Mauricio Suleiman, next up on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Talk, talk, talk.
2: 1759. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council,
4: right here on Sports Byline. The Filipino Flash stole the show with far as the weekend boxing results were concerned. No doubt about that. Capturing the WBC Bantamweight Championship, defeating a undefeated champion in four rounds last night. So the... Fighter of the month without a doubt, as far as I'm concerned, is Nonito Donaire. So now we take it south of the border bringing the WBC president and I'll get this rice, Mauricio Suleiman. How are you today, sir?
3: Hello Pedro, how are you? I'm so happy to to be again in ring talk with you. You're a dear friend. Thank you for remembering my father. I love to see when and hear when you say Jose Mauricio.
4: Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's 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 and you know what? And we write it down. See that's that's to a We write it down so we don't gaff here and I still gaff when I write it down. So what I'm trying to tell you is it's involuntary. Anyway, speaking of violence, let's let's talk about the fights last night. Of course, the WBC Bantamweight championship on the line, Obali coming in undefeated, seventeen and zero. of course some come to us from from France, and the Filipino Flash, a three to one underdog, wow, what
3: can I say? Fighter in the month he was a sensational performance uh he becomes the oldest to ever conquer the bantamweight champion at 38 mm-hmm. and uh uh Ubali was a a tough champion he won the first two rounds the first three rounds in uh, most most scorecards and and he was just a tough when when uh when donaire landed he hurt him and he He's a, a great finisher, so it was a formidable performance by a legendary Hall of Fame champion. He's a shark. When he smells blood, he goes for it. Absolutely. He knew it and he didn't let go and he just stepped on the accelerator and knocked him out. Wow, and so thirty eight years Do you do you see the beautiful action after the fight? Instead of celebrating his victory, he goes and kneels down and makes sure that his opponent is, is not hurt. That is what boxing is all about. That was so beautiful.
4: Mauricio Suleiman is our guest, president of the World Boxing Council. Much like, um, much like Oscar Valdez was with, uh, Belchamp, Miguel
3: Berchel about a month ago, month and a half ago. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. Uh, he just went and knelt down and they praise each other and because they pray before they go into the ring. For them and their opponent to make it okay after the fight. Uh Boxers are honorable. It's the most beautiful sport because uh after a tremendous action-packed fight, they go to the center of the ring and they hug each other and recognize. So it's more honorable than anyone could think.
4: You know, I had... Uh, bad blood in a lot of fights. I did. I was, I was quite vocal and things like that. And I would tend to get under people's skin. That was part of my makeup. But, um, at, when it was over with win or lose, I remember in the center of the ring, I was just like, well, oh, hey, man, it's so, over, you know, and we'd hug each other and this and that. And some people don't get that, but you, if you're a boxer, you get it. If you're not a boxer, you don't get it because you just watch these two guys trying to behead each other for a certain amount of rounds and then they are hugging one another.
3: Yes, it's a it's a unique sport. It's a unique what happens inside the ring, and there's so much uh, stress, uh, the preparation, the sacrifice that every fighter has to go through to to do one fight. Uh, it's so much that uh, nobody can understand it un- unless they have gone through that.
4: Okay. Let's talk about Devin Haney last night. Devin Haney, of course, defending, uh, the WBC lightweight title against a formidable challenger and Mr. Jorge Linares, who some people had written off, myself probably included beforehand, but it was a close fight. 115, 113. One judge had a seven to five in rounds. The other two judges had it eight to four in rounds. Um, wow. What can I say? Mr. Linares showed up and he did more than I think some people thought. They thought that Mr. Haney was going to have a walk for 12 rounds.
3: Well, it was, it was a great, Uh, test because uh, also many people didn't know if Haney was at the level that uh, he's supposed to be Mm -hmm. to be the WBC world champion and I was so proud to see him perform Uh, he took the fight to Linares he didn't run away as uh, people expected he didn't fight a defensive fight Mm -hmm. and he completely dominated, he got hurt and then he had the ability to stay and win the fight. So it was a great test, great challenge. Linares was sensational. He's a Hall of Famer also. And, uh, it was just a highly entertaining fight. But my, my words are that I'm very proud of our champion, Devin Haney, and he's for real.
4: Devin Haney seems to be, th- he seems to think more than, how can I put this? When he's doing these interviews, you can watch him. And he's really thinking, he's the most careful guy speaking when it comes to post-fight interviews. He's almost guarded. You, I mean, is, is that just me looking at him or, you know,
3: I think he's quite reserved still? Well, he's, he's a very nice kid. Uh, he lives for boxing. I met him uh, when he was an amateur fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have been very close to him for many, many years and uh, i'm very proud for what he has accomplished and i like uh he's he's young so he's confused there's so many things uh so many diff- additional difficulties that current athletes and uh celebrities have to face uh, with social media so i i i like the way he's uh, positioning himself and now proving in the ring against lidares that uh Puts him in a different perspective, and he has a bright future.
4: No doubt about that. Now, 26, and 0, of course, the kid originally born in San Francisco, now making his uh, living in—I mean, living in Las Vegas, Nevada. A WBC lightweight title holder. Now, on the flip side, what's going on with Ryan
3: Garcia? Well, he's uh, in the process of uh, recovery. He's attending his uh, personal issues, mm-hmm. and he will have the absolute full support from the WBC. Okay, so do we have any decisions
4: as to whether and whether when he's going to return? Do we have a return date on him yet? Oh no, we dropped Mauricio. Anyway, we will, t- you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, your inside. Look into the world of boxing, MMA, of course. Come to us live from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. We'll try to reconnect with Mauricio Suleiman, the WBC president, of course, coming to us from south of the border. Mexico City, that's what he calls home. We'll get to him, get back to him in just a minute. Anyway, uh, I want to mention, speaking of Mauricio Suleiman, Jose Suleiman, turning nine, would have been 90 years old this year. 90 years old. The Godfather himself, man, he was a good guy. And I'll never forget some of the times we did or had around the world. He, He, um, I was all bummed out in Japan because me and my, I wasn't able to talk to my daughter on the phone one time. So he gave me his own cell phone. Said call her right now. I mean, that's just the way he was to me. I mean, put me up in first class when I was sitting coach a bunch of times. I mean, more than I I would say, "Mm," I think at least three times he pulled me out of coach. Roach, I used to call it. Uh, cause I was a small little guy, 135, 140 pounds. He pulled me out of college, put me up there in first class, but that's just the way Marie, uh, Jose Suleiman was to me. No doubt about that. The WBC founder and president. That's right. My blood is green. That's what he says, but my heart is gold. That is the WBC saying. Of course, you can also catch the WBC on their website at WBCBoxing.com. Now, as far as the MIG picture is concerned, 135 pounds. Of course, Teofimo Lopez, the world franchise champion, the, the world champion, undisputed, linear, all that kind of good stuff. I mean, he's got all, he's got all the belts. All the other guys are sort of, I would say, Asterisk type of guys. In other words, guys that have the title, but they've got an asterisk next to them afterwards because Tiafimo is the king. Of course, he beat Vasil Lomachenko, the guy that nobody wanted to fight for the longest of times. Of course, now Lomachenko is going to come back and fe- take on the, the phenomenal. I mean, I say he's phenomenal because he can fight. The guy from Japan, Nakatani. He, Nakatani can fight. So Nakatani and Vasil Lomachenko are going to hook it up. See if Lomachenko, Lomo has still got the fire in him. But well, does he have the soul fight? Does he still have the fire? That's a big question. Of course, he is um, getting up there in Asia and. A lot of amateur fights, few pro fights, only had like 16, 17 pro fights, but those amateur fights, I think he had almost 400 amateur fights. That's a lot of amateur fights for a guy to have, no doubt about the in Omen Lomachenko. But Nakatani's gonna be a challenge. I think that's gonna go down in July or August. Speaking of June, of course we got Floyd Mayweather coming back, you know, comeback, uh, it's... <sighs> I wish I had a barf bag right now, as far as, you know, like, to, to vomit in, because I'm not a big fan of this thing. He's going to come back and fight some guy by the name of Logan Paul. I looked at this guy, Logan Paul. I saw a picture of him. I was, like, ashamed. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't fight this guy. I mean, I don't think it would be a fair fight if I fought him, let alone Floyd Mayweather fought him. And Floyd's a lot younger than I am, but this wouldn't be fair. It's sort of like beating up a guy that shouldn't even be beaten up on him. I mean, Logan Paul shouldn't have a license to box. He shouldn't be able to box. He couldn't spell box if you gave him the three letters and... Put him on a piece of paper. He just can't do it. I don't think he's that much. I think he's inferior, as is his brother, another guy. So they've got these two Paul brothers that are YouTube boxers. So am I down with this YouTube thing? No, but if it will bring some attention to the boxing game, I'll go for that. I mean, the intention to bring some bo- to uh, squares to boxing. You know, it'll, it'll improve pay-per-view numbers and improve uh, overall house numbers and things like that over the over the years, as far as club shows are concerned. Because remember, boxing begins. At the club level, it begins like in cities like Omaha, Nebraska, and places like that, and you know, and outside of Chicago, and of course, outside of Atlantic City, maybe uh, uh, Kissimmee, Florida, and places like that. This is where boxing begins to get his really its foundation in the preliminaries, the club shows. That's where it starts. Of course, guy goes from club shows to bigger shows to the big stage in Las Vegas, and or of course, Texas now. Hauling all the big fights, and I'm talking about Jerry Jones, man. Jerry Jones is calling the shots down there as far as spending the money is concerned. More power to the Dallas uh, Dallas Cowboys owner, man. He just calls his own shots. Whenever Jerry wants, he does in Texas. That's just the way it is. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Check it. Your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA. Open phone lines around the planet. One 7529 That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. As my producer attends to the. Uh, production issues with Mauricio Suleiman. We're trying to get him back. Of course, I'll hopefully get him back after the break, but you are tuned to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live, Worldwide, 35, make that 37, make that 38-plus years now of knocking out all bums. Why am I saying that? Because, you know, they've came, they've left. I mean, I've had chicks want to do shows, and, of course, all these little podcasts and that kind of stuff. You're looking at the original podcaster as far as boxing was concerned. When I put on the show, on uh, network uh, radio in 1992, I think it was Talk America radio back then. But it was the first time that it ever went on the internet. And any sports show went on the internet. It was Talk America was like this 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 uh talk network, and then they put on the sports show. And I was the first sports show to go live on the internet. It was back in 1992. So bottom line is, we took its course to China and did the first show ever from the People's Republic of China, both in 1993 television and radio. So that's some of the Ring Talk history. Hopefully. El Presidente Mauricio Suleiman, after the break you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. <laughs>
8: for your small business report presented by dell small business it is important to put customers first especially as a small business fast email and social media response is critical for building brand trust try to keep response time to 24 hours or less for all communications with customers and wholesalers this gives your business the chance to turn unhappy customers into loyal ones if you can be there quickly you can immediately relieve the issue and high quality support can often lead to more brand awareness and brand loyalty and trust And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's
9: Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
12: Don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them.
2: 1759. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council.
4: Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The damn Internet went out. That's what they're saying here. The Internet went out as far as the, uh, I guess, just here in the building, but... I'm upset. Mauricio got disconnected as far as we were concerned, me and the WBC president down there in Mexico City, so we'll hope to get that rectified soon, but the bottom line is, when it rains, it pours as far as production issues are concerned around here. We hope to get Eddie Croft, primetime Eddie Croft, off in a couple of minutes of prime primetime, the former WBC regional champion, a trainer extraordinaire, a guy that they took to the uh, they brought over to the Ukraine for a long time in order to train fighters over there. He's got the ability. He's got the insight. And I think that Eddie's one of the fine trainers in the world of boxing, no doubt about that. And I happen to know him, so it's sort of cool that you happen to know the guy that's probably one of the up-and-coming better trainers in all of boxing, no doubt about it. So, so we hope to get primetime Eddie Croft on in just a minute. Now, some text coming in here on Devin Haney. Um, I was a bit too harsh on Devin Haney. He took a good punch last night. He took a couple of decent punches. I wasn't all that impressed in the way he reacted to the punches. I mean, really wasn't, but but at the end of the day, without a doubt, he was okay. Let's take it to the phone lines and bring in Prime Time Eddie Croft. What's up, Mister Prime Time? Pedro, how
13: are you? I'm doing well, thank you.
4: I'm excellent. How's the family?
13: Uh, everybody's good, you know. The kids are going crazy, fighting with each other, and you know. Normal okay. family life.
4: Now, now you know I have a problem with the Russians. With your Russian fighter's name. What's his name? Say it for me, so so I don't have to blow it. As far as the pronunciation is concerned, and then tell me what he's doing.
13: Evgeny Shevidenko. and right now he's uh, in Russia. We're waiting to hear um, who is going to take you know take the fight for the the title eliminator. Um, so, like, the guy pulled out that we're supposed to fight on the 17th of April, and then now they're going down the list, um, seeing if, you know, Danny Jacobs wants to fight, Caleb Truax wants to fight, or, you know, we're trying to find somebody that wants to fight. And,
4: uh... Go ahead. Is he on a salary? I mean, is your fighter on a yeah. salary? Who, who, who is it from? His manager? Is it from that group over there in, in Europe? I mean, what's happening with it? Who, who pays him?
13: Yeah, the 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 German promoter pays him six thousand euros a month.
4: Okay, that's a, you know what? That's pretty good. Can you can you make a, what's six thousand euros? Is that about eight thousand dollars?
13: Uh, like seventy five hundred, eight thousand, yeah.
4: Yeah, so I guess you could live a pretty good living on that. I mean, you could live a good life on that, couldn't you?
13: Yes, especially in, you know, Krasnoyarsk, Russia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's doing, he's doing pretty good.
4: You know, I always thought that Russian fighters were hungry. and I mean, we're hungrier than the, the hungriest fighters in the world right now. But without, without a doubt, I thought one of the reasons why they were hungry was that back in the days, they almost had to wipe their butt with a rock. So when you have to cho- you have the choice of wiping your butt with a rock or toilet paper, and in fighting's in all these fighting's the one thing in between. Guess what? Fighting ain't so tough.
13: Yeah, yeah, it's not so. I, you know what? Like things are like much you know different now, uh, where you know where the Russian fighters are able to go out and get promotional deals from you know other other countries, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they, they're they living a much better life than, than when they were, you know, stuck in the Soviet Union and they had a choice of the rock or toilet paper. Yes, yeah. I I agree with you.
4: Okay. <laughs> Devin Haney last night on display went 12 rounds with Jorge Linares, got rocked a couple of times. I wasn't, um, overly impressed with the fact that he didn't react. I didn't think he reacted all that well to the punches. Some, anyway, bottom line is, what was your assessment of Devin Haney's performance last night with Mr. Elena Harris? Uh, you know
13: what? I thought he looked very sharp early and, you know, about like third, fourth, maybe fifth round. He, you know, he was doing some stuff that, that I hadn't seen him do in fights. I'd seen him do it in the gym before. I'm mm-hmm. um, just, you know, I have been in the gym with him maybe three, four times. And uh, you know, I like I thought he looked okay. I you know what I, I expected Lenaris to do about that because, you know, he's like really shop So, you know, he's only he can only fight in spurts and if, if Haney left himself open then he was gonna, you know, take those shots and, and and you know what like I like I don't know, man. He came out of it okay. Um, Haney did with those with those hard punches, but I mean, just think about it. If it was Teofimo Lopez that hit him, then you know that's a whole different story. So, uh, you know, and not only that, Teofimo would would be able to do a lot earlier earlier in the fight because you know he's,
2: he's young
13: and fresh and fast and punches hard and you know. So, like, you know, I i I, I see definite. Uh, Definite issues and style, you know, just stylistically a bad matchup for Haney and, and Teo
4: You know, I asked Hector Martinez this and he had some crazy BS type of answer, but I want to ask you this why is it when old guys, they're the opponent, they, they're not supposed to win the fight? There comes a time in the fight where there's a glimmer of hope where they have a chance to win the fight and then they don't step on the gas. I thought Linares should have like went went for broke there. I mean, and he didn't go for broke the two times I thought that he rattled Mr. Haney.
13: Well, you know what? I mean, like part of it is like like I said, you know, he's shop one. He can it's it's hard for him to to let it go and and you know, just let punches fly, you know? He can only do one or two. And and not only that, Every time he punched, he was getting hit too. So, like you know, he had to be real selective on on when he let his hands go, and especially early in the fight, right? Like later in the fight, you just have no choice. I got to go. I got to try to knock him out. But early in the fight, you know, he he was getting caught with stuff, and he didn't want, you know, I mean, like Haney hurt him a couple times, so you know, he he said, "Hey, you want? I'm gonna sit back and try to and try to be a little cautious." But like really make the ones that I hit him with and make them count.
4: Okay. Eddie Cross, our guest. Eddie, is Teofimo in a class by himself at 135?
13: Uh, I believe so. I, like, I, I definitely think that, uh, that Tank and, Teofimo are, are the, the top, the top of the 135. I, like, who knows if, if Tank's gonna come back down after he fights, uh, Mario, but, you know, I, that, that's the fight that I want to see is Javier is Lopez and, and Tank. And that would be great. That would be a good fight.
4: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Bit of a stunner last night. No Nito What can I say other than fighter of the month?
13: <sighs> fighter of, man, come on, man. The guy is, what, 30, 38? 38. Is old? Yeah, he's all, the oldest guy to ever win a Bantamweight title. And, and you know what? The thing was, before the fight, I was like, man, I think, I think No gonna stop this guy. I just felt, you know, I just felt like he, I don't know, something, something in the air last night. And um man, he, you know, it, it, it just, it just reminded you that the last thing to go is your punch, right? If you're a puncher, you can, you'll carry that with you until you're later on in your career. It, it, it was, it was a great thing to see. I'm really
4: happy for him and Rachel. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, the Filipino Flash of Newark, California, of course, I talked about him bursting that that knockout of Victor Chinia, at seven seven oh seven, July 7, 2007, knocking Victor Chinia into another time zone. Of course, that was 112 pounds. He's back to 118 pounds. I think the only mistake he made was going up in weight too much. I think that's where he, I think he should probably should have spent more time in 115 and 118. What do you think?
13: Uh, you know what? I think that, that Junior Feather or Super Bantam was an okay way for him. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I felt like, you know, during that time, like right before he fought, um Rigandale, that he just, you know, maybe was a little burned out and wasn't training the way he should have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I felt like he was running his own training camps and that, you know, you, you, the, the, like I remember, before he fought Ringdown, he came down to my gym. He, they, you know, he was there to watch somebody else spar, and you know the the fight had just gotten announced. He goes, "Yeah, I'm fighting Ringdown next," and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "He goes, yeah." I I opened up as a three to one favorite, and I and, and I said, "Oh man," <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, "Oh man, you're already like counting your money." <laughs> so, like, I just, I felt, you know, I, I, I felt like he was, I, I you know, I thought he was going to lose that fight because he was not focused. I, could he have beat him if he was focused? Sure. I mean, look, he dropped him, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he was focused and, you know, had really, you know, felt like rigging was a threat to him, then, you know, I, I felt like the outcome could have been
4: different. We know. Okay. Eddie Cross, our guest. Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez last week, of course. Josh Taylor capturing undisputed, uh, world title holder, uh, world title belts as far as 140 pounds was concerned. I was impressed with that. I was impressed with him. I thought he fought a good fight. And of course, that's not the first time a guy from England seems to be prevailing. And of course, the Marcus of Queensbury rules was where boxing started. It's sort of good that boxing, this, time back. I'm, I'm going all over the place here. But this is a a a a uh this is what this is what happens when you invest in amateur boxing. The English have invested in amateur boxing. Some of the United States have
13: Well, you know, yeah, especially um, you know England, Ireland, uh, Scotland. They put a lot of money into their into their amateur systems, and and it's showing right now. And you know, I mean, like here in the U.S., I got you know kids are you know trying to go pro as soon as they can. Sometimes seventeen. Sometimes 16, some of them are going over to Mexico to turn pro. It, it's much different, you know, the the whole amateur system here. Everybody's goal is to get to the Olympics or get enough, uh, get enough experience and, and eyeballs on you to get signed to a promoter and then turn pro. Nothing, you know, the, the, there's not like a lot of, you know, I want to represent my country in the Olympics okay, here speak, any speak, longer.
4: Speaking of the Olympics, but, um, Japan's going crazy with the COVID. Do you think there will be an Olympics?
13: Yeah. You think so, I think huh? there's too much. I think there's too much money involved. <laughs> there's too much money involved.
4: Why does like, it, it always come back to the buck?
13: Because.
4: and stuff. Stuff
13: that is risky is only done if there's money involved. If there's no money involved, people aren't going to take that risk.
4: Good point. What can I say? Eddie just tells it like it is. That's why we get him on the show. Tell me about B Street Boxing in the gym. Where is it at on the web? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, bstreetboxing.com. Um,
13: and we're on 223 South B Street in San Mateo. And, you know, we've been there 12 years and looking to be there another 30.
4: Okay. So as far as boxing, we've got, you know, the pros and the amateurs working out there. Is there. You got the blue collar thing going too? Uh, White collar thing? Yeah,
13: white collar. Uh, white
14: collar,
4: blue yeah, collar? I, yeah, I, well, yeah. I mean, that's what
13: I, I would say, you know, of the 150 members or 120 members of the gym, like, you know, 95 of them are just, you know, regular people working out and taking, taking boxing classes to stay in shape or get in shape or get in better shape, right? Mm, yep. And then the other... You know, the other ten percent of the people are are either pros or amateurs.
4: All right, last question. mostly be, amateurs. Last question before I let you go. Should squares like that? Should we let them spar and take shots to the chin? Who? I mean, the average square that walks in off the street, the street, the white collar oh. guy. Should he take a shot to but, the chin? If if they're in shape, I mean, they got you know. Look, if
13: if they if they put in the time to get in shape and train and learn the skill set. It's just like anybody else getting in the ring, right? If if they put in the time, yes, why not?
4: Well, there's nothing quite like getting buzzed the first time, is, it, is there, Eddie?
13: <laughs> no, no, you know what, and it teaches, teaches you a lot about yourself, and, you know, some people say, no, that's not for me, and some people, you know, like me, like you, we turn around and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get better, I'm coming back and get you next time.
4: Primetime so. Eddie Croft, bstreetboxing.com. Did I get that right?
13: Yeah, it is correct.
4: bstreetboxing.com, San Mateo, California. I'm going to come by in the next, next few days. I promise. I want to come by and see and see what the operation like and things like that because you've been there a long time and I wish you the best, continued success with you and the family and good health, Eddie. I, w- I wish you all, nothing but the best, my brother.
13: Come on, Pedro. Thank you, man.
4: The great Eddie Croft, Prime Time Eddie Croft, bstreetboxing is what he calls on bstreetboxing.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of your so don't forget
15: me when you
2: Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council.
14: That's 800-846-2153. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
1: That's 855-325-1780
2: And you know who never gets a death penalty are crazy people and mentally ill people. Anybody who's got a problem, like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Remember that guy? Was it four or five years ago? Dahmer was eating a lot of people. And they never gave him the death penalty because he was ruled insane. What a surprise. (laughs) But if a guy's crazy, that's the defense in America. He doesn't know what he did. He cannot be held responsible for his actions. Well, if he doesn't know what he did, then he doesn't know we're going to kill him. <laughs> the guy's that crazy. You put the guy in the electric chair, we'll tell him it's a ride.
4: You <laughs> the sweet sounds of Tower of Power coming back from the break. You are 2-2 Ring Talk live worldwide across Emilio Castillo and the boys. Oakland Godfathers of Soul, no doubt about that. Check them out at TowerofPower.com. I was about to say BumpCity.com. That used to be their old website. No, it's TowerofPower.com. Of course, the latest drops, Cuddy says they're not called albums, they're not called CDs anymore. They're called drops. The latest drops from the Tower of Power are available at TowerofPower.com. Of course, there's iTunes as well. Now, Devin Haney, all in all, Give him about a B for last night's performance. No doubt about it. Nobody gets an A here, of course. A B, uh, got rattled a couple times. Showed that he, I guess, he can take a shot or he couldn't take a shot because he never got hit with more than one punch at a time. In other words, if he got hurt with the one punch, if the old man and Eddie Croft talked about this not being able to put together a significant or a tremendous offensive barrage because of the fact he's old, he's had to pick his shots, one and two, one and two, one and two. But had he went for it, I think had Lonaris went for it, the fight would have been um a little bit more dramatic than it was, no doubt about that. A twelve round win, 115, 113, and one scorecard was seven to five. Of course the other two cars the other two cars they had one sixteen to one twelve for Devin Haney and now twenty six now, the kid from San Francisco, California gonna take on somebody. Could he be a Tiafimo Lopez next? We'll see what happens when Lopez takes on George Kambas, of course, June 19th. Next hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, hour number two, forthcoming here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Series XM, satellite radio, channel 217, and live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. We hope to be joined by the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant. That and more in Ring Talk Live Worldwide after the news on Sports Byline and WBC Boxing TV.
11: USA Radio News with Jeremy Scott.
16: President Biden spoke at a Memorial Day ceremony this morning in his home state of Delaware with a Korean War Memorial as the backdrop.
2: Pay tribute to the women and men who braved every danger, who made the ultimate sacrifice for the country. Because as a nation, we must always remember, always remember. We must remember the price that was paid for our liberties and must remember the debt we owe those who have paid it the families left behind.
16: Biden also sending warnings to the presidents of China and Russia over human rights abuses. There's plenty of company in the friendly skies. This Memorial Day weekend, the TSA reporting the highest number of travelers through the entire pandemic passing through security checkpoints this weekend and plenty of company on the roads as well, with more than 37 million Americans expected to travel. This is USA Radio News.
17: you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
16: The state attorney general in Texas is addressing new immigration policy at the border.
9: Earlier this week, the Department of Homeland Security formally banned the separating of families who illegally enter into the country. In a memo to agents acting Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, Troy Miller officially ended the policy, with exceptions for national security issues. The move is being seen as an attempt by the Biden administration to reverse another Trump era policy. But what will the effect of the ban be on the southern border? Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton believes things will only get worse. He tells Newsmax TV that banning family separations will only act as another incentive for human traffickers like the cartels.
12: This administration has created incentives for cartel to go recruit people because the cartel charges every person that comes across this border up to eight 8,000. Actually, the average is 8,000. Some are charged more. So they're creating an incentive for more people to come across the border, and this policy is no different. They'll just come with children now, and they'll be allowed to come in, and, and people will know the, the rules and how to get in.
9: From the USA Radio
16: News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Narocki. USA Radio News.
13: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, and I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com.
16: The White House has announced sanctions on Belarus and a warning not to travel to the country after a flight was grounded last weekend.
15: The Lukashenko regime in Belarus forced the commercial jet headed from Greece to Lithuania to land in Minsk on Sunday and arrested Belarusian journalist Roman Protasevich upon landing. Aviation authorities in Belarus said the flight was diverted to Minsk due to a bomb threat, but the White House said the plane was diverted over false pretenses. The U.S. State Department also issued a Level 4 Do Not Travel warning, urging U.S. citizens to not go to Belarus. The FAA has also warned passenger carriers to exercise extreme caution when flying in Belarusian airspace. The U.S. is also reimposing sanctions against nine Belarusian state-owned enterprises, which will block U.S. citizens from engaging in transactions with these entities. The Department of Justice and the FBI have been working with European counterparts to investigate the incident. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King.
16: School children in central Nigeria have been abducted in the latest attack on schools and universities in Nigeria in recent months. Officials tell Reuters there was an abduction at an Islamic school in Tagina, but they are yet to ascertain the number of students abducted. Remains of 215 children, some as young as three years old, were found buried on the site of what was once Canada's largest indigenous residential school. More bodies could be found as the search expands.
1: That's 800-693-8290.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro
4: Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good. <laughs> Damos y Caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, Eminity coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports Byline Studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Often imitated but never duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of being on top. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am an ever so modest host. Of course, I'm also a an award-winning writer, and I'm a four-time golden glove chamber. So allegedly, supposedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But I've always found that the average fan has an insight I don't have. So give me a call on the toll free if you want to talk boxing. one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. 878 7529 That's one 800 878 eight seven eight seven five two nine. Of course there's also the Guilt Free No Commitment Text line. That number? Four one five two seven five one six one three. You want to text us here in the studio? Don't want to come on the air? Bottom line is you can do it via the text line. Four one five two seven five 1613. That's 415 1613 Of course, we're live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel, live and delayed. Of course, Ring Talk Live Worldwide is WBC Boxing TV. The live stream comes to you at Twitch.tv. Of course, the Sports Byline USA channel. You can catch us live and delayed. There are the old shows, the new shows. It's all happening. Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. The Godfather, the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant will be here in about 10 minutes past the hour. So the Godfather will be in the house. you want to... Uh, Drop a couple lines as far as the texts are concerned to him. You can, 415-275-1613. Text Larry Merchant here in the studio, 415-275-1613. Devin Haney, lots of things to talk about. Devin Haney, of course, and Deontay Wilder. And, of course, Ty Fury. going to hook it up a third time. Well, guess what? I was yesterday, oh, we'll go to after the break. Bottom line is, my cousin Al talked a big, big game. But when it came to betting, he wasn't there. We'll talk about that after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV.
8: Time for your Small Business Report, presented by Dell Small Business. It is important to put customers first, especially as a small business. Fast email and social media response is critical for building brand trust. Try to keep response time to 24 hours or less for all communications with customers and wholesalers. This gives your business the chance to turn unhappy customers into loyal ones. If you can be there quickly, you can immediately relieve the issue. And high-quality support can often lead to more brand awareness and brand loyalty and trust. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's Small Business Month,
9: and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings.
1: My doctor prescribed me Viagra,
2: you're listening to ring talk with Pedro Fernandez brought to you by the World Boxing Council the WBC right here on sports byline
14: And now ladies and gentlemen from Louisville Kentucky wearing black tie Mr. Cassius Marcellus Clay. For his first reading, Mr. Clay will honor us with a recitation of his classic poem, I Am the Greatest.
10: I am the greatest. By Cassius Clay. This is the legend of Cassius Clay, the most beautiful fighter in the world today. He talks a great deal and brags and deets of a muscular punch that's incredibly speedy. The fistic world was dull and weary. With a champ like Liston, things had to be dreary. <laughs> then someone with color, someone with dash, brought fight fans a-running with cash. <laughs> this brash young boxer is something to see, and the heavyweight championship is his destiny. This kid fights great. He's got speed and endurance. But if you sign to fight him, increase your insurance. <laughs> this kid's got a left, this kid's got a right. If he hits you once, you're asleep for the night. And as you lie on the floor while the ref counts ten, you pray that you won't have to fight me again. For I am the man this poem is about, the next champ of the world, there isn't a doubt. This I predict, and I know the score. I'll be champ of the world in sixty-four, when I say three, they go in the third, so don't bet against me. I'm a man of my word. If Casher says a cow can lay an egg, don't ask how. Grease that skillet. <laughs> he is the greatest. Yes, I'm the man this poem is about. I'll be champ of the world. There isn't a doubt. Here I predict Mr. Liston's dismemberment. I'll hit him so hard, he'll wonder where October and November went. <laughs> when I say two, there's never a third. Betting against me is completely absurd. When Kasha says a mouse can outrun a horse, don't ask how, put your money where your mouse is. <laughs> I am the greatest.
4: Part one of two, of course, Muhammad Ali, then Cassius Clay, man, back in the day, doing his thing as far as records. were concerned. people don't know it, but he he cut a record and actually made the top 40 list at one point in time. It was called Stand By Me. Of course, Benny King, formerly with the Drifters, he did that song as a solo. The Drifters didn't want to do it. They said, no, we're not going to do it. But it it sold more records. Stand By Me sold more records than the Drifters ever did in their totality. So the bottom line is, I guess, Benny King knew what he was talking about. Benny also... Trip with the average white band there for a while in the 1970s. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Check out your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA. You know, I can't get away from the 38-year-old former four division champion, Nonito there Now, 41 and six, twenty-seven 27 KOs scored KO 27 last night. Of course, Carson, California. Not too many people expected that. I have to say, I didn't. Of course, I thought maybe it was the end of the day. We were playing taps for him and this kind of good stuff. But guess what? he came back and showed that he can really fire at at 118 pounds. I mean, that's his natural weight. Now, of course, Nanoa Inouye, the guy that barely beat him and of course a fight that was like a year and a half or two years ago of course he is the IBF I believe in WBA 118 pound champion of course the unbeaten lad from Japan now they're going to hook it up in a rematch I guess that's the big fight that's going to be a rematch at 118 should he get through his defense I think it's going to go down in June at 118 pounds so Nonito Nair back at the weight he belongs in no doubt about that I think 122 <clears throat> although Eddie Cross thought that 122 was cool but 126 when he moved up to 126 it was just way 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 too big remember size matters in two things pornography and combat sports and this is combat sports but 38 years old the oldest band and weight champion of all time and props to nordino bali because he didn't know what happened once he got hit in the mouth i mean that's sportsly what happened one of those guys just looked like he had never been hit before like he just got introduced to boxing and boxing was like last night he was taking his boxing one-on-one course and flunked because he got hit in the face one time and it was sort of like he fell apart so Bottom line is when you hit guys in the face one time, hit them in the mouth, punch them in the mouth like those guys following you in traffic. You know, some guy cut somebody off last week. I was watching this here in San Francisco. Um, Guy's leaving the Broadway studios and he's driving up Broadway and he gets to Broadway and Van Ness and he either goes from two lanes to one lane. So he's got to cut over and make it to one lane and he cuts over and makes it one lane and the guy behind him goes absolutely berserk and starts flipping him off and going nuts and ah, throwing things out the window just about the whole nine yards. So... The the guy that cut him off makes a left on Frank, on uh, Golf Street to try to get away from this guy. And this guy's still chasing him. This guy's chasing him in a Porsche, okay, in this big Porsche SUV. So he's chasing him in this big Porsche SUV. So he makes a left on Golf and goes up the hill here in San Francisco or towards Napio, makes a right on Pine Street, and the guy comes after him on Pine Street. So the guy's trapped in. The guy's trapped in by traffic, so the guy that's being chased gets out the car and sort of takes this Filipino guy apart. Don't mess with a guy that's wearing a Muhammad Ali sweatshirt. I kid you not. It's not a bluff all the time. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside. Look at the world. A boxing and MMA. Of course, the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant, coming up a little bit. Devin Haney saying he wasn't hurt last night, of course. Of course, Jorge Lanera said something differently, of course, in hour number one. And Haney said an hour number one, of course, he would like to take on Diafimo Lopez, the world lightweight champion. Of course, Lopez has a date with the kid from Australia, George Cambosis, 19 and 0, 20 and 0, of course, coming to us from down under. That's going to go down, I believe, June 19th on pay-per-view, coming to us from the Triller people have put that together. You know, and people knock them. People say, ah, you know, they don't know what they're doing. I don't care if they know what they're doing or not. Bottom line is, if they're willing to give a kid three or four more million dollars to fight somebody than he would have made had they not been involved. I want him to be involved in every fight because the bottom line is... Uh, Bob Arum, the master promoter, Hall of Famer, of course, from Top Rank, a Top Rank CEO, he decided he was going to bid something like like two and a half million bucks, or two point two million bucks, on on the fight between Cumbosos and Teofimo Lopez. Well, guess what? He got outbid by Barry Hearn. I think Barry Hearn bet about four million bucks, but the Triller folks bid, I think, five point seven, almost six million dollars. So he's going to get seventy five percent of that purse bid. More power, too. I mean, that's the way fighters should. I want fighters to get paid. Unlike the USC, we can go into that in depth. Of course, the USC is rocking and rolling. They didn't have a fight card last night, but they've got them coming up in July, of course, in June and July, of course, in the, uh, in Las Vegas. And they're going to be going back to Dubai, I believe, in, in the, uh, end, at the end of the summer. But at the end of the day... I don't think they're delivering the product that, well, maybe they're delivering the product that people want to see. But I just happen to see that it's a little too brutal for me. It just is. I mean, seeing these guys, I keep telling you over and over again, these residual effects, I see it from boxers and football players. And when I see the residual effects in football players, it seems to be a little bit more significant or a little bit more pronounced than it is with um, boxers. I mean, with boxers, you know, once in a while. But... You see guys from football, I talked to guys from football, I won't say, but number, oh, I won't go into his number, but a former 49er defensive backfield player, I saw him this week, and he was at a sandwich shop in San Bruno, California, and he's not together. I mean, he was a part of like three or four couple of Super Bowls, but he's not together at all. No, I'm not talking about Ronnie Lott. Of course, Ronnie Lott, the hardest hitter probably in the history of uh, the secondary as far as the NFL was concerned, outside of my buddy Jack Tatum. Remember Jack Tatum? Number 32 with the Oakland Raiders. Of course, he was a guy that... They hit Daryl Stingley so hard, <laughs> Darryl Stingley was paralyzed and, you know, never walked again, never never played football, obviously, again. But that was a big hit. That's what they call him, Assassin. Jack Tatum, may he rest in peace. Speaking of rest in peace, I drove by Ricky's Sports Bar, Ricky's Sports Theater in San Diego, California, of course, on East 14th Street and, uh, and, and Hesperian Boulevard. And they had to sign up. And, you know, Ricky's was closed, but they had to sign up and say, Ricky Ricardo, rest in peace. And sort of brought a tear to my eye because this is a guy that's been my pal for like Almost 25, 30 years. Of course, he passed away in January. And the club, the theater, the sports theater, the number two ranked sports bar in all of America, according to Sports Illustrated Magazine a couple of years ago, in one of their polls. Well, it's been closed for a long time because of the pandemic. So maybe, maybe Tina and those guys will open the place up now that the pandemic has rested. So it is abating here in California. And why? Because we're taking our vaccine. For you buffoons that don't want to take a vaccine... Man, you're rolling the dice. Why roll the dice with your own health? It's not worth it. Believe me, it's not worth it. How do I know? I took the vaccine and look at me! The champ, undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Ring Talk
2: Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Let's do it. Anybody who wants to fight, let's go.
1: Seventeen
10: fifty nine. When the night has come, and the land is okay. Gone.
4: As we bring in the retired HBO godfather Larry Merchant, this is sort of like. Who's singing that tune, Larry? Got any idea?
18: Well, I know the tune, and, but I don't know who uh, who the singer is.
4: It's not Benny King, of course. Benny King made that a number one hit on the R, the rock and roll charts. The, uh, but that's Cassius Marcellus Clay. <laughs> well, yeah. Now that you say it, I hear it clearly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he was multi-talented, but unlike Joe Frazier, Joe couldn't hold a note if you put it in an envelope. You know, I
18: I saw Ali when he performed on Broadway in Mm -hmm. a play. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was called The Big Something. And um, it was sort of amazing watching him it was at a time when it, um, he wasn't fighting because of the government embargo um, so he was able to perform on 50th Street in uh, New York City but not on 33rd Street where Madison Square Garden was at the
13: time
18: <laughs> and um I was constantly amazed at 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 his uh, ability to fall into different uh, lives. Uh, A friend of mine, a dear friend, Stan Hoffman, who was a uh, sports writer in Philadelphia for 50 years, once told me that he came in to his house and performed the whole show for him years and years (laughs) and years after he performed on Broadway.
4: Are you talking about Stan Hoffman? Yes, yes. Huff and Stan Hoffman, the guy from New York City. No, Stan Hoffman. Oh, okay, I, I, I got that wrong. So, all right, all right.
18: A terrific writer and um, reporter. I brought him in from San Bernardino after I read a, read a boxing piece he wrote, and I put his put his column in my desk and promised myself the next time there was an opening. I'd hire him. I did. He stayed for 50 years long after I left Philadelphia.
4: You know, uh, we were talking about uh, Cassius Clay there when, when Muhammad Ali was Cassius Clay singing. Um, I think every heavyweight champion besides Liston and, and Marciano have, have tried singing. I mean, what, what is there? What is there this? I mean, Joe Frazier, Larry Holmes, I'd go on uh, Mike Weaver, uh, i keep going, Ken Norton. Well, that's,
18: the- an, e- that's an easy one, Pedro. Singing is easier than fighting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's the, that's what Barry Gordy said. Barry Gordy, of course, was, a, was a, a Bantamweight fighter out of Detroit. He was trained by the great, late Eddie Futch, my buddy. And he went, I think he went 13-2 and two with like four knockouts. He couldn't punch. But he said that, you know, the guys who were singing were getting the girls 24-7. He was only getting the girls every seven weeks. In other words, after a training <laughs> camp.
18: Uh, all right. Well, there were a lot of... Uh, um, of uh, inspirations, but it was an easy gig uh, between fights sometimes.
4: Okay. Speaking of easy gigs, you've downsized from 3,000 feet to 1,700 reported feet. Of course, we're talking about moving from one spot to another down there in Southern California. How's that going?
18: Well, uh, every time we dug out from the chaos, all we for a few weeks, all we did was find New chaos. (laughs) And, uh, we're about 90% in, um, my, my, uh, daughter was a terrific manager of the move and, um, hiring the right people. And, um, it's very livable right now, but you know, there are still things that happen to be taken care of. Um, but I've been very lucky, and right now I'm sitting here in my office and uh, looking out to uh, Hawaii. Okay, okay.
4: Is, she, is this the same? Is this the same daughter that fast tracked the vaccine for you and the godmama? Yep, and give she give. Her, takes, she, she takes care of us. I guess she does. Let's give her some props. More power to. What's her name? Julie. Merchant. Okay. I, I sometimes people don't want to go with their relatives' names on there with Julie Merchant. Now, Godfather, you get a chance to see Devin Haney in action last night? No, but I watched the Bantamweight fight. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. 38 years old. Um, quite an impressive performance for the kid from across the bay, San Leandro, California, considering he knocked out Victor Chinian in, in 2007. And that was seven seven two thousand seven. 2007 I guess that was his lucky day. He should have bought a lottery ticket, 7 7 But last night at the age of 38 years old, beating out a younger guy. But some people were not all that impressed with the skills of the WBC champion coming in.
18: Well, um there are so many titles out there.
15: Mm-hmm.
18: And subtitles. And other titles that uh unless you're a, a, a very close observer of the boxing scene all you know is you're getting some kind of a title at stake and that's the business side of the game um there are multiple titles in each division not just in the four uh a major, uh, yeah, bodies. yeah, um, but within them, it, it's but, so that's why you hear so much about, uh, fighters trying to unify the titles,
4: but, but, but don't, don't, titles are, are trinkets. Remember I, back in the days when I was a writer of note, God, 20 years ago. Um, I used to call it a belt, a trinket. I mean, trinkets are important for a boxer's psyche and eventually his pocketbook. Yep.
18: And, and look, it's always existed. Once upon a time, there were rankings of state fighters in Indiana, in California, yeah. in, in Pennsylvania, in New York. Uh, and all of this was a was a way of trying to distinguish uh, which boxers out there uh, had a shot and also a way to attract an audience. And um, so it's always gone on, but, but not to the international degree it is today.
4: If you invest in the amateur program, you will get better pros. England is a classic example of that. Josh Taylor last week, he, uh, he, he, he definitely won against, uh, your, your boy Jose Ramirez down there from central California. It was a good fight, but the kid from, the kid from England showed he's a little bit different.
18: Uh, yeah. And I thought it was better than a good fight. I thought it was a hell of a fight. And I thought it was one of those fights where you know who won, but the loser really didn't lose. Ramirez finished strong after Good Good. getting knocked down twice. Um, uh and so it goes. We've had some excellent fights recently. Pedro uh, uh the um, Alvarez Canelo. Um Canelo in, in his fight against the Brit um, I thought last night um, was a we had a, a pretty good fight. I didn't see the Haney fight. You could tell me about it.
4: Haney got shook. Haney got shook a couple times, but he won a, a twelve-round decision. One fifteen, one thirteen was the closest card. The other two judges had eight to four in rounds.
18: You know, I'm sitting here and I I forgot the name of the uh, bantamweight from a Do, Nonito Donaire. Donaire. Um, I thought he. You know, in, in, in the fight we were talking about before the, 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 the champion beat an old ex-champion, Lenaris, mm-hmm. to be expected. But here we find Danaire, who is an ex-champion, um uh, beating some kid who had a, who had a lot of bounce, but, uh, um Donaire just knew exactly what he was doing with him. By the way, Donaire's wife was in the corner.
4: Do- Rachel Donaire.
18: I never, I, 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 I didn't know that that went, was going on.
4: She's, <laughs> she, she is a very strong personality. Can, can you, can you can, yes. you, can you grasp what I'm trying to say there?
18: No, I, I am. When we used to have fighter meetings, she would come to the fighter meetings with Donaire uh before before our fights to prepare um, for the show and uh, she was a very strong personality in it. and apparently they've broken down his skills and and plans and she was reminding him of, uh, of of what what they had hoped to do and blah 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 and he did it
4: you know there are promote there. Are, Godfather, I hate to interrupt you, but there are promoters and managers across the world that hate her guts. <laughs> really? Why oh, is that? Because she stands up for her man.
18: You mean in negotiations? Yeah, she's a,
4: she she was the actual manager.
18: Wow, that's a story. Somebody's missing that story.
4: No, she, she's an assertive lady, and she's in control. No doubt about that. The retired HBO Godfather Larry Mercer gonna stick with us for another break for us. Surviving the move down there in Southern California, city of Angels, from one spot to the beach. Checking out. He's looking at Hawaii, baby. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So good.
10: I got you. Oh, wow. I feel nice. The sugar and spine.
2: Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC.
5: So nice, so nice.
10: I got you.
12: Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you.
6: Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living, and you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com.
2: You're listening to Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC, right here on Sports Biola.
4: Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Of course, make that forty minutes past hour. Hour number two, of course, Sunday edition. Two hours. We start eleven a.m. Pacific time, two p.m. Eastern time. The retired HBO Godfather from Southern California We're talking about Mister Larry Merchant is in the house. He's also in his new house. Congrats to that, Larry. Nineteen seventy-three. Um. Uh, Joe Frazier, of course, lost the heavyweight championship to George Foreman and the Oakland A's cap- Oakland A's with Charlie Finley, their owner. I remember him real closely, real, real, real fondly around here. Won the World Series for the second year in a row. But I thought the star of 1973 was a horse in Secretariat. Was I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh,
18: no, I agree with you. Secretariat was, uh, as, as an agent, Uh, In show business, one told me, was the kind of leading character whose name would be above the title of the movie he was in or or the book he wrote. Uh, He was a superstar um, and uh, an unforgettable beast.
4: I mean that you know I remember him winning. I guess it was the the final was it the Belmont Stakes? Is that the final the final of the
18: three? Yeah, what thirty lengths, fifty lengths, something like
4: that. I mean, it was like there was such a distance. I was working in the barber college here in San Francisco, nineteen seventy three. Uh, before I cut hair, my uncle ran the barber college here in the city, and I used to work there on Saturdays and I'm watching this horse race, and my uncle's saying, take care of the cash register, and I'm saying, look at this horse, look at this horse, and he couldn't see it because the bottom line was he, I needed to ring up these haircuts, okay, but he couldn't see what I was seeing. I was watching sports history right in front of me.
18: Well, you know how uh, racetrack announcers say, and down the stretch they come, yeah, Dave. in that case it was down the stretch he comes. Yeah, all he by was so far ahead of everyone. All by himself.
4: Now Godfather my cousin Al, Al Fernandez up there we went to a party yesterday at Dave and Buster's for one of the uh kids Jay turned 14. Um and he was talking all kinds of smack that you know Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder going to fight a third time. So he said he was going to get bet big on Wilder. So I said to him, huh? I said I've got 500." He said, "How big do you want to go?" And then he started squirming. So what I'm trying to tell you is that this is the box. People are talking about the big fight, the heavyweight fight, Wilder and, and Fury. But um, people give the street fighter, I think, more creds than he should get. He lost 17 of the 19 rounds. And if not for the three punches that he landed in those two rounds, the combination of one point and that single shot the other time, he wouldn't have won those rounds
18: uh well that's a round by round uh <laughs> uh analysis but in fact both fights were entertaining okay and um and people see them as uh, elite heavyweights which they are mm-hmm. and uh if we get another entertaining fight and then it leads to a bigger fight
4: that's all good. You know, Canelo Alvarez added 400,000, uh, buys or 400,000, uh, members to the, the zone a couple of weeks ago. Imagine if, if HBO had those, I mean, if HBO was back in the boxing game. And here's what I'm saying. And I'll bring this up. I'll ask you this again. Cause you know, Showtime still box, do boxing. Is there any chance of HBO ever resurrecting a boxing program?
18: Is there still an HBO? I just read about a t and t selling off parts of themselves. These are the people who came in with a grand uh plan um which included eliminating boxing, which had been such a winner for them over the decade so i i I don't know they They used to say they would leave leave it it open and that they weren't going a hundred percent out of the business. But, um, so far they have.
4: You know, the, the, I remember that female CEO was hired at USA Cable when USA Cable was doing great numbers on Tuesday night as far as the USA Tuesday night fights were concerned. Not some of the greatest fights in the world, but everybody tuned in because that's what she did. Anyway, they were doing great numbers. She came in. She said it wasn't a good image for the network and she dumped boxing. Yikes. Um, that's
18: showbiz. That's so it goes. Uh, and that's presumably why they brought her in. Okay. To, uh, um, take a big overview and decide, uh, what they're selling. Okay.
4: Tiafimo Lopez getting, uh, around $4 million to fight George Combrasis when Bob Aram laid out a plan for him. He was only getting about $1.7 million. The fact that he's making almost three times as much or twi- more than twice as much going with these these, uh, internet, or these tech guys, this and that, I, 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 I'm for guys getting money, Godfather. I really don't care who promotes the fight. I mean, Bob Aram got 700 grand to step aside, but the bottom line is if these guys want to give more money to the fighters, I'm down with that.
18: Uh, look, the fighters, uh, put themselves on the line. Very few of them escape without damage. Uh, they're there to entertain us. Uh, they're there to, uh, show what the human spirit is like, uh, and they deserve the money because their careers, for the most part, are going to be very short. But when you get into the elite categories, um, they're expecting, uh, more than a lot of money. They want a lot, a lot of money.
4: Well, and I think they should get a lot of money because, you know, I mean, I if it's I, there,
18: if 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 they're selling it and people are buying it, absolutely. But but, did, Floyd but Ma- look how well Floyd Way- Floyd Mayweather did for himself um, when when his uh, fights went streaming or um, when people were willing to put up uh, a lot of money to to have him in their
4: yard. You know, uh, but but but. Well, the excitement stopped when the when the bell rang. I'm not a big Mayweather fan, so I mean, well, I, I, I agree. I have a hard time. I have a hard time bringing him into the mix as far as the all time greats and things like that are concerned. I just, I just, I don't want to say he has an asterisk next to him, but I'll just say he was a good 130, 135 pounder. And that. Was I quick.
18: agree with you, but but in terms of making money, and boxing is a business as well as a sport. Uh I don't think anybody in boxing history has made as much money as he has.
4: Okay, so so is is, is he uh, exposing the boxing promoters as being pimps then? I mean, the fact that he's able to make all this money, and, and, and uh, when he, if he had a promoter, he wouldn't have made that kind of money?
18: Well, he had a unique uh, background with all those family members who were uh, mm-hmm. boxers, mm-hmm. and they... Steed him in a certain direction, and he is very shrewd about matchmaking and the business side of it, and struck a note that coming along at a time when there were no American heavyweights and uh, no American stars, and uh, he made it work. Okay. Um, that, that, that's another story from as 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 i used to say and as you just said um the, the entertainment stops once the first bell rings
4: yeah well but you know what larry as, as many as you and i feel that way there are people that feel the exact opposite of us and they get and they're enlightened by his boxing performance so i'll just let it go at that um andre ward has one chin do you know what that means larry no well, he had two chins for a while there, in other words, he's losing weight. he's getting in shape. I suspect he's going to try to make a move at canelo
18: Well uh that's a good suspicion <laughs> and um probably could make more money than he ever made in his career because he was not uh a box office star.
4: yep he's probably a bigger star at e s p n and behind the mic there at h b o than he was um than, than he was as an actual boxer. But they're, they're talking about, he looks like he's training. And I guess that, I guess the fight would have to go at 168 pounds. You have to come down to 168 pounds and meet Canelo. And my word was, I wouldn't, if I was Canelo and Ward wanted to come back and fight me, I'd say first fight only, but I wouldn't give him a tune up fight. I wouldn't allow him to, to get his skills back. In other words, I would just take advantage of him. Do you, do you feel me on that? No. Okay. I no? don't.
18: Okay, I think, word- it, I think it could be to Canelo's advantage if he goes out there and puts on a, a, a good fight or two uh, to show that he's ready to take on the best fighter in the world.
4: Okay, but but if but but some but the Canelo's people don't want to lose, and and Andre Ward has the talent, the size to possibly beat him.
18: Well, he did when he was when he was fighting. Um, regularly or semi-regularly. But uh, he's been away from boxing for how long? Three, four years now?
4: Oh, good point. Jamel Charlo, the WBC middleweight champion, undefeated, of course, one of the Charlo brothers, and of course, Charlo's mom, very a very uh, distinct personality in the world of boxing. He's got to go to 168 if he wants to become a superstar and fight Canelo, correct?
18: Yes. And I suspect... Uh, he he's on um, uh, Canelo's dance list. Um, it's about making a good fight and making the most money, and uh, everybody from light heavyweight down to uh, junior middleweight has ambitions to fight Canelo.
4: Yeah. Um Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao looks like that fight's going to go down in August. Um any thoughts on that? Well, I
18: I didn't think that Manny had a chance against his last opponent. Um
4: Mine myself too. I don't
18: think he's got a chance against his next opponent, but he won his last his last fight and um Manny is um is another is another story another character um and if he can still come out once every year and a half and uh, and and write and be a reasonable facsimile of himself um maybe he will do better than I think he would okay <laughs>
4: If Mayweather gets gets bounced around by this Logan Paul guy, this 0 one guy, I looked at him; he looks like a lumberjack with a beard, um, or maybe a guy from an Amish from an Amish community with a beard. Uh, but if he gets bounced, that well, that would be the the ultimate embarrassment for him. Do you, do you think that there's any chance of that, or is he just as he playing it so safe that as there's no chance? What do you think?
18: Mayweather will cut him up. <laughs> cut him up. <laughs>
4: Okay, and make a bunch of money doing it. Yep. Okay, so how's the Godmama uh, reacted to the move? How's she feeling?
18: Well, we're we're sitting out here and enjoying the view and uh, settling in and finding out where the best restaurants around are and uh, trying to learn the neighborhood. And we have a lot of friends in Santa Monica. We're still... Santa Monicans. So uh, I think that uh, this is a good move at this stage of our lives.
4: Always insightful, the retired HBO godfather Larry Merchant, the husband of Patricia Stitch Merchant. See, I got that name right. Say hello to the godmama for me.
18: Thank you so much, Pedro.
4: The one, the only Larry Merchant on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV.
1: That's
14: 800-846-2153. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online.
1: That's 855-325-1780.
2: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: May 24th, 1968. My man Bob Foster captured the light heavyweight championship, knocking out the great Dick Tiger in the fourth round. To capture the WBA and WBC light heavyweight title. Of course, I was at the Garden. Madison Square Garden, New York City, round number four was round of the year. And, you know, my memories of being Bob down there in Albuquerque, New Mexico when I worked for Lenny frescos Thank you, Lenny, for introducing me to Bob Foster. But Bob Foster and I were at the International Boxing Hall of Fame, I guess, nineteen, circa 1993, 1992, somewhere around there. And Archie Moore was there, of course, and Archie Moore and Bob Foster were both light, heavyweight, great. So Bob Foster was in one room, and Bob had a couple of beers, and Bob said to me, you know, I say, Archie Moore's over there. He said, yeah, he goes, you know, Archie couldn't hit me in the ass with a ping pong paddle. I go, really, a ping pong paddle? No, he couldn't hit me. he couldn't hit me in the ass with a tennis racket. That's what he said about Archie Moore, right? So I went in the other room and I was talking to Archie, and I happened to bring it up to Archie. I didn't think there was going to cause a riff. Cause a riff, anyway. I said to Archie, I said, you know, Bob Foster said you couldn't hit him in the ass with a tennis racket. First he said it was a, a. I snitched him off. I said first he said a ping pong paddle, then he said a tennis racket. So Archie Morris looks at me and and I don't I don't just got this queer look on his face. No, I don't mean gay. And he starts taking off his tie and starts taking off his cuff links and this and that. Takes off his coat, and this and that. And then I start to click about thirty five or forty seconds into this that he's getting ready to fight. He's going over in that next room and going to take off take on Bob Foster, right? So I've started this rumble between these two light heavyweight greats. What the hell am I going to do, Pedro? The big mouth got you in trouble this time. So anyway, I'm going Archie. Archie. Archie, 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 I was just joking. I was just playing. Bob didn't say that. Bob didn't say that. He goes, the MF better not have said that. I'll go in there and kill him guy was like 80 years old you don't mess around with Archie Moore of course Archie Moore the light heavyweight champion the old Mongoose retired after that fight with Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali I believe back in 1960 of course he failed in the fourth round of course the guy that really made Rocky Marciano retired he knocked Marciano down in that title fight of course that was Marciano's last fight that's the fight to sort of convince Marciano that if a light heavyweight was knocking him down that Sonny Liston was going to kill him you are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. I want to thank Mauricio Suleiman for his abbreviated performance today due to the fact uh, appearance today due to, due to the fact that the internet went down here at the Sports Byline Studios. I want to thank Larry Merchant. I want to thank Devin Haney for a pretty good performance last night. Devin, of San, Francisco's, San Francisco's very own, of course, Jorge Linares deserves props as well. But the fighter of the month, if not the year thus far, has to be Nonito Donaire of San Leandro, California. Nonito, hands off my brother. You are the fighter of the year thus far, no doubt about that. Champ, you looked great last night. You and your wife, Rachel, what a team. Can't say enough about the team of Rachel and Nonito Denaire, bringing them to the WBC Bantamweight Championship at the age of 38 years old. Until next time, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, satellite radio, and twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel.